Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the next episode in our installments of the Stigma Room Unlocked. As usual, we're going to bring you guys a lot of honesty, some vulnerability, but again, this whole thing is about providing insight into the minds of males and females in a way where we can relate to each other. So in our last episode, we focused on a lot of things. Virginia was a wonderful guest. We're very appreciative to her for being on. And she really presented things to us from a single woman's perspective. You know, someone currently still on the dating scene, you know, figuring out different relationships based on past traumas and things like that. Very informative. A lot of good information. We appreciate her for that. But today, we're going to keep it along those same lines with some additional gems that everybody's going to get into and some new fresh perspectives that we're going to go get. And to help us do that today, we have Megan Getzinger with us. Everybody give her a round of applause. Yeah. But we would like to welcome her as our esteemed guest for today. So we'll be looking forward to getting her perspectives and her insights as well from the perspective of a married woman with children and responsibilities. We're looking forward to exploring what she has in store for us today, along with my guys. Shout out to Sion, Marcus. We got Floydie in the wings. For sure. And again, we always want to show the utmost and appreciation and respect for Top, uh, really taking care of us. We appreciate you, brother. Um, so we're going to keep this thing riding. So at this time, I'd like to turn it over to Marcus. He's going to go ahead and get us started, ladies and gentlemen. But welcome to episode three of the Stigma Room Unlocked. All right, let's unlock this thing. As we said here, we told y'all that the title is Battle of the Sexes, right? So we're not coming here, as we said before, we're not fighting on this one. But we want to talk seriously about the things that we see. And the reason why we call it Battle of the Sexes because we see the people fighting about it. So we come here, Battle of the Sexes, helping people to come to a room and to a place, a safe place to talk about the issues that we're dealing with, right, before we have a problem. So let's get to it. Men versus women, but we're going to do it respectfully. Doing it respectfully, we're going to start with the ladies first. So, Megan, we got a few topics here. We just want to get your perspective on things that you see, things that you may have had trouble with, and we're just going to dig right into it. See how you feel. All right? So, look, we talk about this first one here, right, when we're talking about men understanding women. right? So a lot of women will say, man, my past traumas got me messed up. Some of those things like past boyfriends, childhood dramas, daddy issues. What's your take on that? To be honest, I mean, sure. My my trauma, my childhood trauma, past boyfriends, those experiences shaped who I am and how I operate in the world, how I operate as a wife, how I operated as someone who was dating, right? But doesn't the same go for you and you and you? 
right? We are a product of our environment. So yes, I think that our traumas shape us and we can say, hey, that really, that boyfriend messed me up. The, what's important as a, as a couple, because at that point we've decided to be a team, is to recognize them and not let them affect our future. Realize that we might be triggered and not let that shape, right? I might be talking to you or having an argument with my husband and if I bring my past experiences into it, I'm not even talking about the thing between he and I. I'm talking, I'm triggered. So then I'm confrontational, I'm defensive, and it has nothing to do with him. So what's been important for me is to recognize that those traumas have shaped the way I feel about certain things, topics, and when they come up, recognize, recognizing, oh, I'm, tr- I'm triggered. That's on me. That's not on him. And then making sure that our conversation is about us. Yeah, that's good. So, so let me ask you this, though, right? Because now sometimes some of us, we can speak from a place of maturity, right? So let's take it back to the early 20s and the teen years. Right? Wow. How do you think, it wasn't that long. if you could tell yourself any advice, and maybe this is part of, maybe you gave this answer already, but how would you speak to your partner if you could in your early 20s to not have made those those mistakes? Does that make sense, what I'm saying? It doesn't. Okay. <laughs> Give me yeah. an example. Me so an example. if you, let's say you get ready to lash out, yeah. but you may not now. understand. Yeah. Right now, okay. No, 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 no. Okay, back, back in then. my, okay. Back then. And you, who you are today, is speaking to yourself in the early 20s. What would you tell yourself? Mm, I understand. I would tell myself to shut my mouth Mm. (laughs) and to slow down, right? Not everything needs to be said. Even things that you're feeling, it may not be how you actually feel, right? So it's important to slow down, pump the brakes, even it even if it means stepping away or taking a break from the conversation, which sometimes could feel disrespectful, or I would view it as disrespectful, like, I'm not having this conversation, I'm walking away. Now, you shouldn't talk like that. But, right? But But the point is, I used to view that, like taking a break, it's like, you don't care enough. You don't care enough to do this with me, right? right? So I would talk to my younger self and say, slow down, watch your mouth, because words can be like a knife, right? Once it's out there, you can't take it back. So you can really hurt someone's feelings and then be like, actually, I didn't mean that. I wasn't talking to you. I was... I was speaking on something that triggered me and made me feel some type of way. Right, right. I can understand that because you know what? Like for me, I came from a background where I seen everybody fight in my household. So I thought that communication was normal. Like seeing people work issues out in like a sensible sense was like taboo. Yeah. So for me, while, so for me, this is how it affected me and that when we're talking about trauma. I would rather not even have the conversation if I feel like it's get ready to go to a fight. Because of how it made you feel when you were younger and you saw that? Not necessarily how it made me feel completely, but I just seen people not get anything done from an argument. Like I almost got a saying that I live by, like nobody hears the person who yells. 
So when you're mm. speaking from that, emo that highly emotional state, all you're trying to do is hear me. This is what I want. Mm. This is what I need you to understand. Mm -hmm. Like you're no longer listening at that point. Mm -hmm. So now when you're yelling at somebody else, it's like now the nine out of 10 people are going to have a reaction of being on defense. So now nobody's listening. Everybody totally just want to be like, just hear what I'm saying, hear what I'm saying, hear what I'm saying. Totally and at that point, nothing gets done. But then it was something that I had to realize walking away from the argument, not hearing it is also counterproductive. Right. Because they make a person feel like you said you don't care. But what I'm trying to do in that moment is not argue. Got you. So it was a balance that I had to learn, uh, especially from my earlier years. Like I had to learn like and even still, though, sometimes like, look, especially when you have the age old argument of knowledge, I'm sorry, logic over emotions. It's like, look, you speaking from a spot that's not even logical right now. So it's like, right. I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't even think you know what you're talking about. Yeah. Let's walk away for a second, come back, and let's try to figure this thing out. So it was like that was that was a real learning lesson that I had to deal with in my early years. I don't know about you fellas. What, what you fellas think about that? Go ahead, Jeff. I'm just trying to find myself in the confines of the question. So you're asking what is something that I would tell myself then based on what I know now. Yeah. So you're saying- Especially when it comes to past traumas and dealing with relationships specifically. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, how you respond with conflict and stuff, right? Um, yeah. But see, you're pretty peaceable. No, I was going to say, so, we're talking to the unicorn. Nope, see. Wait, we give, let, give him a break. <laughs> Hang on. Go ahead, Sion. So, so, I'm going to so host here, for so a here, So here, check this out. So check this out. So- I'm trying to just reevaluate myself from where I am now with like conflict resolution and my response to it, mm -hmm. as opposed to where I was, let's say, 10 years ago. Um, I think I'm probably around the same as I was then. That's interesting. But I but I but I would tell my younger self is to evaluate the bigger picture of certain situations better because I didn't do that. Sometimes when you're in a marriage and your wife says something, you're reacting just to what she's saying. Babe, you just, you didn't do this again. And now you're like, well, yes, I did. Or I didn't have time to do it when you're in your twenties. Now I, my thought process is this, that thing that you're talking about, is not even that important to you. So now my thinking is, hey, self, what else is going on? So I'm considering everything. Did she already tell me earlier this week about a conversation she had with her friend didn't go well? Is she experiencing a special set of circumstances for for this time of uh, of the uh, month? Uh, what? Uh, what? But, 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 but I'm saying I have to, yeah. but I have to understand um, that she's, she's angry. Yuck. She's angry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I evaluate everything first before I respond. Yeah. Now, do I mess up? Absolutely. Yeah. I've went completely bonkers over something that I know she didn't care about, but she brought it to me like it was a big deal. And then guess what I had to do later? I had to come crawling back. I had to yeah. apologize. <laughs> I had to say, yeah. you know what, babe? What you said wasn't even about me. And I'm sorry that I reacted as if it was. 
Now, that's kind of unfair because you can say what you want, but I got to think it through. That is highly yeah. evolved, James. I yeah. appreciate I appreciate yeah. that you probably have something else going on because to my knowledge, I didn't do anything. But it's the thought process in that moment and the mindset to take yourself out of it and say, you know what? Tag, I forgot. She had a bad day at work. So, babe, hey, let's talk about it. Let's talk about your bad day because I know it's not about the, the pork scans I left on the stove. Mm-hmm. I know it's not about that. I know it's not about that. Yeah, I I um I can appreciate that. I'm not there, James. I um, don't know that a lot of yeah, husbands I'm not there. or wives yeah. are there. I would I would say my biggest thing that I would tell myself is don't be defensive. Mm. My automatic response when there was a conflict, I used to get defensive and I used to shut down. And nothing really gets accomplished when one person's not engaged in the mm-hmm. conversation. So I would tell myself Really pay attention to what she's saying because it's not about that individual problem she brought up. It's the whole concept. It's like, are you really hearing what I'm saying? And kind of have to read between those lines. So I used to get defensive off of just this one situation, but it's bigger than that. She's like, no, I've been telling you other things. This is just what's reared its head. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's when we get to argue. That's when... We had conflicts is when things would build up. It wouldn't just be one thing. It would just be a combination of things, like you said. Okay. So defensive. I'll tell Sion, don't get defensive. So it's funny. It sounds like everybody here, though, no matter what the problem is, it sounds like we can all agree on at least accountability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. and that takes a while. And it takes, like, it's humility, too, because you got to look in the mirror and be like, hey, like, a lot of us, like, unless you grew up in a proper circumstances that Brady Bunch style family, you can be like, hey, I'm a little messed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a little messed mm-hmm. up. Yeah. I bring some baggage, even though we probably don't think we do, but it's like, and that's one of those things with like yeah. love and vulnerability. It's like, hey, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, baby, I'm messed up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yes. And I think yeah. it's tough. I was thinking about relationships too. And it's scary. Like, you get yes. into a relationship and it's not until that other person brings something out of you that's when you have to address your past. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not in a relationship, how are you going to be able to meet those demons? You're not yes. going to be able to. So it's like when you meet that rough spot, now the person who's watching you like, why are you turning up on me right now? Like we need to unpack mm-hmm. that behavior. Mm-hmm. And it, you're right. It's accountability. It's like we may not, we may not attack it during this argument, but we're going to come back to that because I didn't like the way you made me feel. Right. And we can address it better when we're both calm. Right. Yeah. So let me ask you, Megan, I'm going to give you this one. All right. In general, in general, how do you think men display love to the woman, display love to the woman that they love? I think it's so individual. I think that's a hard question to answer. I know how my husband shows love to me. There's a book. It's called The Five Love Languages. And it talks about all of the different ways that we receive and we give love. I think every woman has read this book. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I begged my husband to read it. Take the Okay, fine. Don't read it. Just take the test. Just take the test, right? (laughs) Then I'm taking the test for him, pretending I'm him and answering the questions. So, (laughs) but in reading that book, what I realized was that each of us 
because we're a product of our environment and how we grew up and all of those things, we receive love differently than other and give different than our spouse oftentimes, right? So I know that my husband, when he says, hey, I want to watch a movie um, and I want to, you know, snuggle on the sofa, he is showing love to me. I hate watching Does movies. Does Adam use I'm- the word snuggle? Just curious. <laughs> hey, hey. Just I might curious. have added that in. Yeah, no, Jay. he no, uses snuggle. He, he, no, does, a, he's a, he he's does a lot. He says snuggle. I know what I want to say. He's confident in his masculinity. <laughs> yeah, I get it, but he doesn't say Megan, let's snuggle. Okay, whatever. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> hey, we get it. There, there, there are no. times we when it. we may use a word or two. I yeah. say, yeah, yeah, I say yeah. snuggle. I have no problems. I'm like, can we can we cuddle? Can we cuddle while you know what? Maybe he says cuddle. So I know he's showing love to me. Counterproductive. I hate sitting down to watch a movie. I'm going to fall asleep on it, right? Um, but because I know he's trying to show me love and he feels loved, he feels best when I receive that, I'm going to watch a movie, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit on the sofa and watch a movie I don't want to watch. I'm going to fall asleep on a movie. Are you sleeping? Uh-uh. I'm awake. This is great, right? I... Right. So now for me, but we had issues when for me, I feel most loved acts of service is one of the things, which is do something that is a burden for me and take it off my plate. Mm -hmm. I feel most loved when you take something that I don't want to do and you do it for me. Example, if I'm in a bad place, like emotionally, and I just need a break, the laundry will pile up and pile up and pile up. It'll all be clean, but I hate folding laundry. And this sounds ridiculous, but if Adam is like, hey, baby, I'm going to fold the laundry for you. Uh, you what do you want? You, I, no. I'm singing Jill Scott. The, what do you want? What do you? Yeah. He, do you want it on your collar greens? Listen, he. <laughs> I feel so loved mm-hmm. when he folds laundry, which sounds ridiculous, no, right? No, it's not ridiculous. But it only sounds ridiculous to single people. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. perspective. Yeah. Really? For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, only sound, to single people. Well, it does not sound ridiculous. I mean, I mean, it don't to me. But mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if if mm-hmm. that's just us or if that's a single and married thing. Is it? I think it's probably a married thing. Well, how would people single gauge that? that they wouldn't, right. unless they had like a yeah, all right. Somebody else yeah, was washing their yeah, clothes. They yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, they wouldn't have that experience. Yeah, so I think that it's so important for couples to figure out and also accept that. Now, Adam doesn't fold laundry all the time. If he mm-hmm. does it, I, I mean, it's a great. I mean, it's a it's wonderful, and Adam, it makes me feel. Adam, listen. Oh, he knows. Adam. Oh, he knows. I'll help you out, bro. He knows. No, he knows. <laughs> but him, I have to, I mean, there's this compromise where I'm not always going to get the things that fill my cup because those aren't his natural inclinations. But that doesn't mean he doesn't love me because he's giving me, I know if I say, hey, baby, I got um, tickets to go see a movie. And I want to spend time. I got a babysitter. Let's go get something to eat and let's go on a date. He feels very well taken care of. Right. So it's this like give and take where I'm going to give him what he needs to feel most love. And I need to accept what he's giving me and recognize that's love. Now we can still talk about like 
I need you to do this. Right. But that's in a in a married relationship where you're just in the day to day stuff. That to me is kind of how we've worked out so far. And we're still working on it. We've been married for 12 and a half years. Right. Right. So 12? 12. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. A long time. Yeah. It feels like 12 seconds sometimes and then 12 years under water. Right? Like it's. It's not roses, that's for sure. All the time. So let me ask you this. Matter of fact, let me go to Sion. Let me go to my man C. How do you express your love? Wow. Um, I'm big into physical touch. So I always want to, like, I mean, I will want to want and done, but to her. But physical touch is kind of my, if that's the love, that's the love language. That's mine, 100%. So, but... That's not Shauna's. That's total opposites. But um, it's it's a balance. It's like what she would appreciate my love to be is folding clothes, but with unannounced. Yeah. But yep. um, for me, expressing my love is trying to be that romantic person I was when we were dating. I still struggle mm. with that. Mm. Try to go back to that person. I try mm. to go back to that person like because that's who she fell in love with. Mm-hmm. But bills and life and everything else, you kind of just kids. Yeah, you evolve, but it's like she's like, no, I still am attracted mm-hmm. to that guy. Yes, yeah, yeah, man, you gotta give, so, give her that guy, man. She want, I mean, she'll constantly tell me, hey, you won me over with your poetry, but you haven't wrote me a poem in years. Oh. Mm-hmm. You better get the writing. I better get the writing, right? Yes, so, yes. But that's what she appreciated mm-hmm. when young in the game. Mm. So yeah. That's... Poet, huh? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I got, I got, I got, I got that one in the chamber. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you knew yeah. how to tease you if you told me you wrote poetry. That's why. Oh, you back then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I got you, boy. Yeah, yeah. Marcus, always, Marcus always been that guy. <laughs> you always, always won. You soft man. Every group has nah, one. I knew he was. Hey, that dude, man. No, nah, I wouldn't. Have, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have called him soft. But nah. again, we talking about traumas, right? Like, yeah. so my, my my background just wasn't that. Like, I didn't see love in that way growing up. Like. Like my family was rough. Like, yeah, yeah. That wasn't like when you can when you can sit back on your childhood and you can re, you can recognize and outcount the bad times over the good, then you know something's wrong. So, how did that shape the way that you show love? All right. Well, I guess Megan's hosting. Well, let's see. Yeah. Well, I'm just curious. <laughs> well, now no, I'm curious. No. What, what was your question? Say it again. Right. So you you saw the way your family operated. Then you just you wanted to be married, and obviously you won over your wife. How did you just? How did you know what to do to show love? Was it to fill what you didn't have? Like, how, what was that for you? So for me, starting out, it was really trial and error. Past relationships. Not always necessarily past relationships, but just trying to figure it out Mm -hmm. because the examples that I had were were trash. Yeah. So, and and then once again, we talk about how you had to be honest with yourself. Like sometimes you got to put yourself on that, 
you know what I mean, on the platform, like, hey, how am I doing? Yeah. Like, sometimes even asking your partner, like, hey, yeah. like, do you feel loved? Am I doing a good job? Like, yeah. be willing to be criticized. Yeah. You know, and um, not every, I don't think every partner can do that because some people may not tell you in love. Some people may tell you out of anger, you know, but I think, I know for me, that's what definitely worked, humbling myself and being like, hey, you know, how am I doing? Because everything with me was was trial and error. Yeah. The one thing that I seen consistently done in a relationship was providing. Mm. Mm. So that's what I took as my strong suit. Get mm. up, go to work mm. every day, mm. do what you're supposed to do. Don't see no past due notices. Don't mm. see no final, uh, final yeah. notices. Handle that in that regard. But you put 10 women in a room pretty sure nine of them that's not going to work doing that solely right they're gonna want more nine yeah yeah i mean i don't know i, I don't know too many women who are just going to accept in a relationship I, I, I agree with you i think yeah. 10 out of 10 women are going to just be satisfied with just hey he is a, a no, great no, provider. not gonna be not, not gonna, gonna be, be. Yeah. yeah not gonna yeah. be no not gonna be i i, because, I haven't met a like, group of them yet <laughs> yeah you could be a provider, i don't know but any of them where's the intimacy if you're just working and that's I, your sole focus is to work to put Yeah, food on not the table. just by itself. But I do think that the 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 ticker is moving a little bit though with some of these some of these younger women, I think. You think they strictly care for the social media and they, the, and the, the man to take care of. A lot of them, of them got it? their own hustle, their own it's it's no more conventional dating, conventional marriage. That's done. That's over with. But I'm gonna tell you where the reality kicks in, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you if you want that and you have a man who's a real provider, what you bring to the table as a woman really doesn't mean anything to him financially. Because his mindset is to take care of you anyway. Yeah. So he's so not counting. He's not counting her coins. He's not counting her coins to be able to provide for the majority. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you have that's all great and good. We see yeah. it all on social media. Get you know what I mean. Have your bag, have your money, and all that. If you want a couple of dollars to have your nails done, your hair done, or whatever, yeah. that's cool. But I'm not looking for you to pay the gas and electric. Yeah. I'm not looking for you to split no, the mortgage I, I, with I, me. I feel that. Yeah. I'm a hundred. I'm on that. So you sitting here making eighty thousand, hundred twenty thousand? It's irrelevant to me because I'm not asking for your money anyway. I get it. I'm with that. Yeah. And so. Let's think of let's go, let's go back to this, right? We're still talking about traumas, mm. right? And so you got people who come from all different walks of life, right? So tell us a little bit about, about yours. Like, how did your father play a role in the men you dated? If it, or even if it did. Yeah. Um, So I grew up in an incredibly traditional family. My mom stayed home. My dad worked. um, And it was me and my sister. We were close in age. And he was a great provider. Obviously, my mom didn't have to work, right? But this is also the 80s and 90s, so Mm -hmm. different times. But um, so I always, I think that I always imagined that I would want to be you would imagine that someone like that would want to find a man to take care of her because that's what she saw but my dad was very cognizant and very um intent on making sure that my sister and i could take care of ourselves Mm -hmm. he taught us how to change a tire a flat tire he taught us how to do 
you know, check our oil, things like that. He, because he had two girls and maybe he wanted a boy, I don't know. (laughs) We, he taught me how to throw a spiral football. We used to run plays in the backyard and I, you know, took us to baseball games and things like that. Yeah, he definitely wanted a son. <laughs> so a tight spiral too. Right. So we were um, Randall Cunningham. Yeah, he, had, he had two tomboys. Right. Um, and so because of that, I wasn't looking for someone to save me or take care of me. I was incredibly independent. That created in itself a different issue, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I didn't need a man to take care of me. I don't need you. Like yeah, I yeah. chose, I chose you, but I don't need yeah, you. The TLC yeah. generation. <laughs> yes. They all single now. <laughs> well, listen, 12 and a half years. We're working on yeah, it. Yeah, now. Um, no, but because of that, um, you know, he raised us to be independent and self-sufficient. Um, and so that created, I mean, my dad is, he's my favorite person. He's my hero. I, if Adam could be anything, my husband could be anything close to my dad, then I'm doing great, right? Adam is wonderful, right? What I needed to, what we had to work through is comparing, right? Because my dad had an emotional wife and two girls. I was not particularly emotional, but my sister, incredibly emotional i'm emotive there's a difference okay <laughs> but not i'm i can be Look that up. i'm gonna go yeah, yeah i got we're gonna yeah. we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna you do know? we're gonna let you do <laughs> and then somewhere in the line we're gonna figure out that we're gonna throw that definition it's real, in casually it's, it's yeah. actually um i can i'm way more logical than emotional and that causes its own issues in my marriage yeah for sure um but i'm a logical thinker i can be like okay this is not this is not making sense. I'm done. And Adam's like, uh, uh. but <clears throat> all of that to say, my father, because he had these emotional women, was an amazing communicator. Amazing. Right. And my mom's passed away. Um, but they were married for t- almost 28 years before she passed away and were married young, grew together. You know, my dad, my dad and my husband are only 18 years apart. And that's because my dad had us so young. All that to say, he really is an amazing man. And I would compare this, you know, this new husband to this seasoned husband and be like, my dad would never talk to me like that. Right? Like, I can't believe you said that. And he's learning right now. I can step back and I'm so embarrassed <laughs> that I was that wife that compared, you know, my husband to my dad. But when I married Adam, what I saw in him, it was a year after my mom had passed away and my nephew um, at five weeks had passed away and Adam was there and consistent and he was my constant. He was my rock. And I knew that if we could make it through and I was a mess Right. I mean, like people doing my grocery shopping, my dad paying my car note because I just I wasn't managing money. Like that's how I was grieving was just spending my money. And I was a mess. And Adam was my constant. And I knew if he could be that person when I was at my worst, that he was a good partner. Right now. So I saw him very much like my father. 
because that's what my dad was. Mm -hmm. And so when I saw that in Adam, I'm like, okay, this is, this is, I had an expectation that that's, I'm going to basically, you know, continue this kind of path that I've already lived. And Adam is nothing like my father. (laughs) And so we spent a couple years where I was just like, you are not who I thought you were. And he never purported to be like my father. And so it was me stepping back and saying, wait a minute, you can't compare a man that was married for almost 30 years to a man who is who was willing to marry a woman with a child. My daughter was six um, when we got married. And he didn't ever, we started dating when she was four, but um, never held that against me. Or He was willing to be an instant father, right? Yeah. This is a good man. And instead of comparing him, like giving him his props and recognizing his strengths and what a good man he was. But for certain, I love my father. I, again, he's my hero. Um, Adam is a good man and I want, he is going to be my daughter's heroes. And even, you know, his daughter, who's not biological, looks up to him and recognizing the things that he's given to her and and mm-hmm. made her who she is. So so yeah. I heard you say, right, you said, my father is my hero. So even to this day, you feel that way about him. Absolutely. That's a powerful effect. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was thinking mm-hmm. that. I was like, so mm-hmm. many of, so many women can't say that, what you just said. I know. Like, for real. Like, yeah. Now, did your husband know you before you guys got married? Like... We were friends for a year. It's funny, our story. Were y'all friends like lying to each other, friends? Or was you like, do you think one of y'all liked each other? No. It's putting in the friend zone, putting the. It's so funny because no, he's not my type. Um, I was a mother. Every woman get caught by not their type. Right. No, he was not my type. Um, I I was not his. It's funny, we talk now, and uh, he's like, I mean, all I saw was like a lady with a baby. He was not interested. He was not interested. And my girlfriends are like, oh, Adam's cute. And I was like, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Not my type. And so we were friends and we would have these really nice conversations. And I was like, that's a nice guy. And so we were just kind of around. We were in the same friend group. And so we were around each other a lot. And it was like, oh, hey. And we exchanged numbers and only to like, oh, um, He's from Virginia and I'm in Maryland. And so like, oh, our and it was mostly males and I had, you know, my girlfriends, lots of girls. And so it was like, hey, let's get together. Let's plan this party. And that's how it happened. It was very organic. And it was when I realized I liked him, I was genuinely like, and he knows this. So I'm not, I was like, oh, I like him. Oh, no, I didn't. That was not (laughs) what I wanted. But he was my friend first, so. Now, let me ask you a survey question, okay? Mm. Did you guys <laughs> find yourself having these friendship conversations after 10 p.m.? So That's a good one. we That's did when not. It, that's when it starts. When we were friends, we did not. And it's funny because my daughter's 19 now. And what I tell her, I'm like, no talking to anyone at 
love jams and slow, slow talk slow, and yeah, love jams yeah, time. Yeah, and that's ten o'clock. Ten White. o'clock is slow jams and love talk, and we don't do that yeah, with yeah. our friends. So no, we did not. We it, he was genuinely. My friend. But and the DJ voice go from height to loud to ladies and gentlemen, yeah. we would yeah, like to yeah. welcome yeah. you to the There is something hour. about yeah. when the moon yeah. comes up. Hang the phone up. Yeah, that's Barry hang White. That's exactly. Barry White. Yeah, hang no, the phone up. We did not. He wasn't even someone I talked to regularly. Like he was just a friend in our friend group. Right. So, and I think that's why we've lasted this long. Um, because we're, you know, because we were friends first. Oh, cool. Okay. So um, let's ask this question. What about the need for reassurance? Do you think that's a lost art in relationships? Do you see or hear a lot of women talking about that? You know, what's funny is like James talked about it earlier, TLC time. I don't need reassurance. Just fold the clothes. <laughs> Right. I don't need reassurance. I don't need verbal reassurance. Um, I think that I. To make sure that's straight. Yeah. It's good. You can ring. You can go ahead. You can pause it, right? You can go ahead. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. So I don't need verbal reassurance. I'm not that kind of person. Um, but I do know women do. There are other women, right? I, I told you already. I don't think that I'm um, a normal, quote unquote, woman in that way. I, I am a tomboy. I'm a little bit more like everyone teases are like, you're really the dude in the, in the, in the relationship. <laughs> in the relationship. Yeah, Just because I don't, I don't need that. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I completely um, understand. For me, reassurance is performing things that make me feel loved, folding the laundry, making a meal, right? Doing things that I don't yeah, like you, to yeah, do, yeah. but that I do yeah. for my family, right? Right. So Dang. I don't, I think it's important that if your wife tells you she needs those things, you need to find ways to do it. Right. But that's a conversation. It's not something that I need, but it is a conversation. It's important because um, I think we're in a in a world, in a time where. It's about it's about me. And you were talking about it earlier in in arguments like I want you to hear me. This is how I feel. Same thing with really anything is like getting outside of ourselves, maybe like that your wife might need reassurance. You're like, I, of course I love you. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Do what matters to her. To her, yeah. Right? Yeah. Because you talked about this in, in part one where, well, she chose me, so she should be able, yeah, but you chose her. So if it isn't working for her, if she says she needs something, I, that's your job, right? Just as much as it, if you need reassurance and you say, hey, baby, I, I need to know this is what I need from you to feel whatever type of way, to be reassured, she, it's her job to do that because she chose you. Conversely, I'm your wife. You chose me, and I'm telling you I need this. 
figure it out. Like husbands have to do it. You have to do it. Sorry. That's what, that's what it is. Right. Even if you think it's silly or it doesn't make sense, it doesn't actually matter. So I got a question. Do you have the same energy when your husband wants you to do something that he wants? Do you have that same drive as you would want him to have? Like if you say, babe, I would really want you to do X, Y, and Z. Do you got that same energy for him? To be honest, I do. Okay. But that's because that's a learned art, right? It's not something that came naturally. None of that okay. comes naturally right. to me. Um, but I do recognize that marriage, there is nothing passive about being married. <laughs> Everything is work all Everything the time. Is intentional. Yeah. Everything is intentional. Everything is a choice. Everything is intentional, right? Yeah. So I do give him that energy because to me, I want to mirror what I want back. Right now, he may not be able to keep up. And I will say, I am type A, which means I'm competitive, which means I'm high performing. I know that about myself. So I don't necessarily recognize or expect him to have the ability to do what I do, not because he can't, but because I may have expectations that are not reasonable. I have to see myself. Mm -hmm. I feel like so much of being married is like recognizing who you are and also recognizing, okay, these are my strengths. Being competitive, being high-performing, those are good qualities, right? In the same vein, if he's not type A, He's like, you're intense. You expect a lot. I'm not going to meet that. And that's fair, right? I have to be able to step back and say, okay, I'm psychotic. (laughs) I'm neurotic. Or right, like I've got things. Right? And I can't expect the same. But I do. Because, again, marriage is showing up as much as you can, right? And if he shows up as much as he can, then maybe... He can give 70% and I can only give 30 in certain areas, but right. vice versa, right? We're, we're making up the whole right. because we are a team. Right. And even if I'm better at something, it doesn't mean that he doesn't love me. But that is something that was learned over a lot of time yeah. and a lot of fights, mm-hmm. right? A lot of arguments and a lot of, you don't love me and you don't care about me and you know, realizing you have children together and you're trying to, you know, build a life together and remembering why you married that person, then let's get back to those basics and remember that and remember we're a team and this isn't me against you. This is, this is us. And also how much money are we saving for therapy for our children? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, So here's a perfect point, right, when you talked about that. How do you feel or how do you manage in dealing with because you said you're type A, right? And that's a – that can be a rough thing. Yes. For a man, a type A wife. Yes. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. How do you deal with having to ask for things more than once? Again, this is – one of those things where it's a me problem instead of thinking it's a him problem. I don't think it's fair to expect someone to perform at my level. If someone asks me to do something, I'm either going to say yes or no. And if I say yes, then I'm going to do it. 
right? But it means I see things faster than other people. It means I'm noticing I'm more observant and I'm looking for not everyone functions that way. So I am very intentional about the way that I communicate with my husband. And I don't think it's fair to expect him to remember, but I know his personality, right? He's, he's ADD. He'll be the first to tell anybody. So I'm not sharing anything that he, other people don't know. (laughs) And so, (laughs) and so he's kind of all over the place. Right. And so does it irritate me? Absolutely. But I have to realize is that because is he not doing it? He does things to show me love. He reassures me of his love enough that I know he's not doing it because he's ignoring me. He's doing it because he genuinely didn't hear it or he did not process it. Mm-hmm. Right yeah. now, there's a fine line because if you don't want me to talk to you like you're my child, then don't make me repeat myself a million times. Right. I'm not your mother. Right. I'm not because a lot of times he'll come back to me and be like, who are you talking to? I'm not your child. Then don't act like one of my children that I got to ask five times. Right. So listen, we're still working through it. It irritates me. And I will tell him it irritates me that I told you this. You told me you were going to do that and it didn't happen. And he's like, I mean, but I'm doing it now. Yeah, but we got to this point where I'm like screaming and yelling, (laughs) right? So I think it's a work in progress, but I do know that in my best moments, in our best moments, we recognize, we appreciate each other and our strengths and can step back from those triggered moments. We went camping this weekend and I needed to take the griddle and Adam the night before I said, let's go put the griddle in the trunk tonight. And it's kind of heavy. Put it in the trunk tonight. That way we don't have to worry about it. He's like, it's 10 o'clock. He wanted to watch a movie. <laughs> it's 10 o'clock. There goes that movie. I'll do it in the morning. <laughs> okay. Well, I leave at seven for work. So I'm going to get up. I'm going to put it in the trunk. Okay. So it's 645. Hey, babe, I have to leave in 15 minutes. Your alarm's gone off. Are you going to put the griddle in? Yeah, I'm going to do it. What time are you coming home from work? I'm going to put it in the trunk. So I'm like, no, he says, I'm going to get it ready so you can just put it in the trunk when you get home. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to come home and it's going to be ready for me to like just put in the trunk. I get home and I know I'm going to hit traffic on 95 going up through Baltimore. So I'm like, on a schedule, right? Because I'm type A and I'm neurotic. And uh, I look in the backyard and the griddle is fully set up. And I call this poor man and I'm sobbing. Exploded. I'm like, oh, you said you were going to have the griddle ready to go. And you're not here. Why would you do that? And he's like, so confused. He comes home. He's like, why are you mad? I told you. I, that's why I asked when you'd be home so I could put it in the trunk. I didn't hear him right. Right. I didn't hear him right. And instead of just slowing down and I told him when I left for work, Hey, I'm going to be home at this time. And I guess I just didn't register. He needed to know that information so he could gauge his day to be home to do that. Right. But that was not about, it was like, I 
I knew you were. I knew we were going to be exactly here, yeah. and yeah. that you you didn't yeah. do what I asked you to do the night before. Right? We could have just had it done, right? But is it wrong? I still got the griddle in the car, and I still got to. He still got the griddle in the car, and we got to go, right? So stepping back, and and you know. I had to call and apologize and humble myself. I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. And I'm sorry. I don't want to leave like this. It's my fault that I, you know, reacted that way. But it's like that there's this fine line between, again, it was, I felt, you're not listening to me. I know what works best. I know you. I know what works best. And you didn't listen to me. You wanted to do it your way. But at the end of the day, I still got what I needed. Mm-hmm. Right. So we had that unneeded yeah. <laughs> friction, yeah. but it's something that happens. Right. Yeah. Adam was probably like, it's not that big of a deal. Egg- exactly. And to me, but you know, here's the thing, though, and I'm dying on the inside. Big. I know you are. Y'all, yeah, I know. <laughs> we exactly I know. The same I know. Way. I know. All right. No, it's not so that I, big. Of a I'd, I'd had to walk down the street <laughs> to cool off. Cool if I yeah. called you sobbing, yeah. no, 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 Y'all being petty. Because no, now it's, it's we're in a, this predicament. It's an A situation. It's an A situation. That's exactly. I peeped my own facial even... expression when you started. I was like, oh, yeah. Lord. <laughs> I didn't want to laugh because yeah, I, I know. Messed I knew. Up. I knew. Oh, I, knew. I, knew. I looked. I looked. I was like, all right. That's right there. He's doing that one. It's just a man's perspective and a female's perspective. It's the same. Y'all had the same thought. Like, it's 10 o'clock. Both of y'all would have did it the night We're before. We're not going to yeah, bed for hours. So what before. does it matter? Just put the grill in the truck. Thank you. I know. Like, but I had to learn that same lesson. Right. Like it's not always, yeah. you got to bring the intensity and the testosterone down because it's like, it, it hurts feelings ultimately. Yeah. 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 And it's like, it's not always about what you want in your way because it yeah. gets done multiple ways right. sometimes. But yeah. the... The logic, the passion of an A type is let's get it done this way because it's the most effective way. Yeah. Yes, effective and efficient way. Exactly. If you run things anything to a type A, if you run things anything other than fast, effective, and efficient, it's a failure. Yeah. Because we always think about the snowball effect. Mm. Y'all are already thinking of the next, the next step. Where I guess so because you didn't get the griddle done. Last night, and now I got to wait for you to put it in the car. Now that's ten extra minutes. I'm home, and then there's some more traffic that I'm probably going to hit. That's that means exactly. I'm going to get there later, and I'm going to have less time to rest. Exactly. Yeah. I guess the other personality type again is hey, it's not that serious. Yeah. That's the other personality yeah. type, right? What is yeah. that? What's that? I called? think that's where I'm at. So there's like, multiple. There's yeah, you know, you know, yeah. I don't even know which. I know A's though. Yeah, we know what A's are for sure. I know A. I know A. Oh my goodness, I know A. I know A. I live with an A. I know A. Yeah, I live with an A. I've had to bring it down a lot. I live with an A. Yeah. So also, right? So we were talking about this, right? You said you didn't understand what he was saying. You didn't hear him, right? Yeah. So let's go into the age or you may not have this problem, right? But the reading of the minds. Mm. Matter of fact, I'm going to get this to the fellas first. Mm-hmm. Do we see this commonly 
in households and relationships, the women saying, you should just, that's the classic line. You should, should just, just know. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A hundred percent. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Even, even, even when they don't come out and say it, there's an unsaid expectation that we will analyze everything that we need to about a situation before we respond to it. Absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, my wife is just, her A is like a militant. I used to call it drill sergeant. <laughs> when we got uh, when we were dating, cute. and she, yeah, it was cute. Yeah, she she was fine with that. Yeah, I wasn't. Um, but yeah, you should just know is definitely like big. It was it's been it's been big in our marriage, but yeah. after a while, like you, Megan, my wife started to realize that I'm not cut from the same cloth as her. Right. I'm not going to process it the same way as she does. And once we moved past that, it it got a little better, but. I can't read your mind. What do you, like, you have to express to me what you expect. Avant said yeah. it and messed it up for all of us. Well, he was just. I can read your mind, and I know what you're thinking. Mm. R- R&B no, no. does it every time. R&B does it every well, time. Avant, it provides a false sense of reality. Uh, no, no, man. y'all got man, y'all got to back it up, man. Avant, he's in the bedroom singing this. Like, he's like, hey, he's exact, in well, there. Well, yeah, I'm, you know what I'm, I'm rolling with the principle of it. Yeah, and that's not the principle. Yeah, he's I'm, just. Yeah. He's there. But there are... But life, he's not. You know, life, no. Yeah. He's just talking about one thing, and he's like, yeah, I can see you well, looking, at, looking at your lips. Jail. No. <laughs> the pr- but, the principle, no. but the principle, though, you know, yeah. it's like that. that's unrealistic. Yeah, it it's, is. It's, it's unrealistic, but... Yeah. How do you expect? I figured that we have so many natural tendencies of what we expect that we can't avoid. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, we have certain expectations for our wife. Innately, yeah, because just, someone told us, or we saw something, or we thought of it in our own brains, some genius idea yeah. of what being a wife mm. is. So, once yeah. she fails to meet those expectations that we created, she's doomed from the start. And it, so, uh, ideally, wow. everybody comes into the relationship with no expectations yeah. and we grow together. So, that's I do hard. have that question. Yeah, that's hard. You asked me about my dad. Right. And I think that's everybody like that's a thing that you ask women, their relationship with their dad. Um, But what about what shaped your opinion of what a wife that those expectations like to read your mind? Okay, that's something that maybe a wife says. But what about what you expect a wife to do? Mm -hmm. You said like who 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 shaped mine? Who shaped yours? Can I? I, I was going to ask the same thing. Who shaped me? To to every time. I mean. This is my thing. You have your mom, of course, right? So your mom might be your... No, let me change that. If you lived with your mom, for better or for worse, she's your first interaction with what you feel like a woman should be. Period. If you live with her. Yes. For better or for worse. However, I personally feel that my view of women was shaped by my mom but also by other women that I looked up to that she interacted with mm-hmm. or that I started my own relationship with. Mm. Um, yeah, even, even girls that I hung out with before I was married. Like, you know, everybody has something good about them. So you kind of take a conglomerate of things that you accumulate and then say, well, you know what? For me, this is my ideal wife. Yeah. Guys, we've been there. We've all known each other 
before marriage. Man, I was lying to myself. So, ex- but that's my point, though. Myself. What did we talk about? I oh, well, no if idea. I get... Hey, Ohio trip. Yeah, but I'm... What did we talk yeah. about? Oh, like, well, we yeah. get... Well, yeah. I was married already, yeah. so... Yeah, you was in the game. <laughs> Scratch bro. that. But I'm saying... What was you saying you oh, lying to yourself about? Yeah, I lied to myself. Everything. I lied to myself about what I thought because... I was never in a real relationship till my wife. Amen. Like a real I second relationship. That. I second I, that. I used to, man, I remember, I remember I told a girl once I loved her, man. And uh, <laughs> surprise, surprise. You, know, you, had, your, once, you right? had your head down. For those who will be looking yeah. at the podcast yeah. feed, only yeah. audio, yeah. you had your head down. Yeah. Just like that when yeah. you told her that. Mm. It was embarrassing because I really didn't know, number one, I never felt love before till my wife. That's the truth. Right. Um, and I grew up with my mom in a single family household. So mm. people started like me and my mom lived together as I was an adult for four years. And our living circumstances were not ideal. We lived in a one bedroom apartment. So, and she had the room, obviously. But you got to think like I viewed my mom high, but I couldn't really say that's what a wife is supposed to do. My mom was just being there, helping out around the house. I was the breadwinner for four and a half years, but I could never really say what a wife was supposed to do. And like, hmm. started a date, man, I had no idea that I could hold a value or a real expectations of what she should be. And I'm blessed that as I started to create what her actions were as to expectations, her actions made me create what a wife should be. Do you guys get that? Yes. Like I never had that example That's in my amazing. life before. So now I get to hold the standard as to how she carried herself compared to other people. So I would never want to get married again because I wouldn't want to build off of Shauna. Right. I never had anybody in my youth that was a, like that I could watch at say that's how a wife is supposed to be. Mm. Everything was for show. Everything was TV shows or I mean James you made a good point and I could agree where you have a different older women that can, or friends that can kind of help you to see what, how a woman or, should act. But as a wife, no way. It wasn't until I got married that I started to build blocks. Mm. That's okay. This is what how a woman, a wife should be. Wow. I never had that example. Okay. You know, I could feel, I feel exactly what you're saying, right? And I, I agree with my mother too. Now, my mother's a great person. Yeah. But I can't sit here and say in all fairness because of the problems that I've seen that she was a good wife. Right. And that's no slight. Not at all. But just what I've seen back and forth in my life that I can't give a fair grade on that. Right. So for me, like I couldn't until again, like you, until I got married, I didn't have anything to build on. So maybe that caused me to look at women in the wrong way. And uh, and to make bad choices, I tell you, definitely what it made me definitely do. It made me think nothing good lasts forever. Mm, so every relationship I was in in the past, until my wife, I didn't take seriously because I felt like the happiness didn't last forever. Mm-hmm. That's mm. tough, man. Like we're just here riding it out, and eventually <laughs> it's gonna go bad. Dang, that's tough. I got the chills off of that. Cause so that's, that's a hard emotional place to be. It, I know? can't imagine. So I'm curious. But I understand it. How did you come out of that? What did you, was it just that you would have rough times or hard time with your wife and you just, she was there and you're like, oh, this. So for me, what helped me come out of that was probably anything. Like if you take somebody who's disadvantaged financially, 
right? You look around and you may say, I don't have a lot of opportunities, but I got to make the best of the circumstances I have and not worry about what's going on around me, but make an opportunity. It's easy to sit there and say, I'm this way because of what I've seen and this is how I'm going to continue to be. But I had to start having accountability and realize that I was bigger than what I've seen in my circumstances and not keep living that way. Because ultimately what I was starting to notice is that I was hurting people. And not on purpose, but I was sabotaging relationships before they even had a chance. Because I was like, this isn't going to, people don't last forever. Right. So I was writing them off before I even gave them a chance. So I had to say to myself, like, look, you got to be serious and the next opportunity that comes along, the next relationship or whatever. And it didn't happen right away. But when I met my wife, then things became to gel, whether it's the the mindset, the maturity, her maturity. But absolutely before her, man, no. Yeah. I, you couldn't tell me that things last forever in happiness. Mm. Absolutely not. Mm. That's tough, man. That's tough to emotionally go through. Yeah, I... I um. To just to just ride that wave, man. Like what you said, it made me think. Like, okay, when did you realize that with your wife it could last forever? Was it when you said "I do"? When was it that you realized this could be forever? That's a good question, bro. I couldn't give you the exact day and exact moment, but I knew my mentality had changed mm-hmm. when I went into it. Okay. Um. So it's a difference when people have an argument and they're like, All right, whatever, I ain't got to pick up the phone, talk to you, no, I ain't got to think about you or, or none of that. It's about the efforts that came along mm-hmm. when things were not good gotcha. when things were bad. Like, okay, what efforts are you going to do to be able to resolve the issue? What are you going to do to be able to change things and make, put a smile on your face, mm-hmm. put a smile on her face? What are you going to do, even though it's not your fault? Yeah. But can you figure out a way to come to a peaceful resolve? In the beginning. So I got a question for everybody. I know what I did, but I want to see what you guys did. In your dating, from your, from obviously from your past leading up to the, the person you're with now, did you try to scare off or to test your relationship early on to make sure it was worth your effort to move forward with? Because I know, I know I did. I tried to show Sean in some of my worst traits. Not like on purpose, but when we went through some times, I really didn't hold back my my demons. When I you didn't were dating? Hold them back. Yeah. I, oh, she got half of it. The other half came after marriage. But she got half. I said no. She got half from the jump. I said no. She asked me, you know, how how do you feel about doing this for real. I said, no. Like, you didn't want to move forward? No. Really? Didn't. And my reason behind saying that, you probably knew that. Maybe you didn't. Man, I... Oh, this might be new. This this might be... Hold on. Let's shout out. Let's give James a shout out right now. Stigma room. Stigma room unlocked. James Daniel. What's your name now? Dennis. Dennis. Dennis the Menace. That's right. Yeah. Dennis the Menace. (laughs) Was the first man I heard gung ho about love, and and ready to fight for it. So this must have been really early. This is an exclusive. This must have been yeah. very Tell early, us. like twenty year old James. Oh yeah. This okay. Is, this All is right. then. This All is right. then. I was All there. Right. All right. So, 
But this was probably, you were fighting it before. Y'all weren't dating yet, were you? Y'all just liked each other. Yeah, we was. Okay. You know. See, that's reasonable then. He shoulder so, shrugged so, so, for so, people. So, so, once, so once, once you... Once you admit it, you didn't you didn't creep in the pool. You just you just jumped right in. Okay, the pool. so like, was okay. no you did no warm up. Yeah, okay, okay. Like, I'm learning so, so James right now. I did, One day hey, he was single. Dive, then, then I'm the learning next, him right now. I, I, this is new. I deep dive after the fact. Yeah, but when this is it, new. But when it was originally presented, I said no because I didn't want to lose her as a friend. The love, I liked her. For sure. I liked her. But I had to, because I didn't want to lose her as a friend, I felt like it was worth saying no to that. So my wife was a really good friend of mine. We all know, we all hung out with the same people. I'm about to go deep now because it's time. So so, so we have a friend. I'm I'm ready. We have a friend. And I found out later that she set this conversation up. She asked our friend, our friend that we had in common, who basically introduced us. And she planted him in a conversation with me to ask what? To ask, who is the prettiest girl that we hang out with? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, my God. Who's the prettiest girl that we hang out with? That's young, girl. That's young. Listen, 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 but check this out. That's young, girl. So I gave... Will you go out with me? Yes. Hey, listen, listen, listen. Listen, so this was was deeper than that because she was trying to get the temperature of the room, right? I respect that. I salute that. But it's me. So you already know what I'm doing. So I gave a name. Not her name? Not her name. Oh, you threw a lot. No, watch, watch, because you're not getting me on that. So I gave a name. To this day. She bring it up. You said that name because that's how you felt. <laughs> however, however, my contention is that, and I'll tell him and her, I know a setup when I see one. Mm-hmm. I was born in 1987, not 87 seconds ago. Mm. Why would he ask me that? He doesn't even talk like that. Mm-hmm. So why would he ask me that? So I knew where it came from. But I did not come to terms with how I was feeling yet mm. in a way that made me feel like I should sacrifice our friendship for it. To take that step. So, hey, guess what happened? Fast forward. I say no. She's done. Some time goes by before we talk again. I hear. <laughs> yeah, I, that's tough. I hear from our friend. I know, I know that. I hear from our friend uh-huh. one day in service that she got in an accident. Mm. She got in an accident. I'm thinking, well, why the heck she she call me? I need to know when she got in an accident. Emotion, you were emo- I'm, I'm, at that point. I, you know, I'm feeling a type of yeah, way. Emotionally. I call yeah. her on her phone. Mm. And I say, hey, what's good? Oh, I'm all right. Very casual. Mm. Um... I called her while I was in the car with him. Oh. Hey, so I'm hearing from a homeboy that you got in an accident. What happened? Told me what happened. Why didn't you call me? Her response was, why would I need to call you for? James was in love. <laughs> so, so, so I, w- I was. Yeah, I was. I was. I was Case, I'm missing you. But not ready <laughs> to sacrifice the friendship for it. So, so, but this is what happened. 
So she let that marinate. She didn't mm-hmm. call me. She didn't text me. We didn't see each other. One day I got so sick and tired of not having her in my life. Oh, yeah. That's love. That I said, if we cross this line and we're not friends no more, I'm good with it. But we got to do it. But I got to do it. Got to satisfy that emotion. So I called her on my phone. This is when I was still in a student program working at NASA. That's how long ago this was. Greenbelt. Yeah, Greenbelt, man. Yeah. Hey, shout out to NASA. Yeah, all right. It gave me an opportunity I did not take advantage was that, of. Was that when you had the Mercury? Oh, I had the Mercury oh, Sable, mm-hmm. the black joint with the brown leather seats. Yeah. Hey, I, hey, I was, hey bucket, I'm a dad now, but I was a bad dude back in the day. That yo. bucket joint. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. Let me tell you, yo. That's soft. So listen, listen, listen. So that's soft leather. That was a three seater in the front. <laughs> that, that's right? soft leather. I had a <laughs> I had a calendar from my soft. job from NASA on my wall in my room, which was. Yeah, real crazy. I called her on the phone and I said, hey, you know what? I said, I'm in. I'm in. She's like, I'm in what? Like, I love you and I want to try this. So as soon as she told me that and she agreed, she was like, okay, cool. Which I was surprised. Like, oh, snap. Like, she, yeah. she's willing to spin the block. Yeah. Yo, I grabbed a pen as soon as she said yes and I wrote on a calendar and I said, the day that Britney became my girlfriend. If I could find that calendar or someone could find it, I'd pay all the money I have to have yeah. it. The I mean, cheese on that, James Daniel. Yeah, is... I mean, look, okay. Ooh. Like, okay. That, very, I'm, I'm not going to go. Cute. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go all the way there. <laughs> I'm not going to go all the way there because he he took us. He spun the block for real. Um, <laughs> I want to be vulnerable and express just very shortly, very quick. I was in a similar situation as you. It was a snowstorm in February. I couldn't get Sean off my mind. I'm like, why can I shake this feeling? I want to make sure she's okay. So I went over to where her car was parked and shoveled out her snow. I knew at that moment that I loved that woman. It was no other feeling I've ever felt before. That was the moment. It was a snowstorm in February and I shoveled out the snow. I remember the date we went official like you in the calendar. I know about those dates. November 3rd, 2011. We were supposed to get married in 2012, November 3rd. It was a Saturday. But we, the venue was booked that day. That's, so we had to go a week later to the top. I like to hear this. So I understand. I love 2011, that. November 3rd, 2011. Let's, yeah, let's I ask locked Marcus in. what's on his calendar. Mm. I was locked in. Oh, that's a lot of things on my calendar. Yeah, yeah, I was locked in. I was locked in. <laughs> But, Megan, back to what I was asking really quick. Did you try to scare Adam off early on Uh, just to battle test him? No. Okay. I will tell you why. I had just come out of a relationship where, remember, I have a child. Yeah. And so um, I had just come out of a relationship with someone who said, yeah, you know, I realize I don't want children. It's like. Mm. I've always had this child. This isn't new, yeah. right? So it was devastating to me. Mm. Like the, my biggest fear is that mm. I'm not lovable because I'm not going to find someone to love me because I have a baby. Yeah. And not a baby, but you know, a kid. Right. And so Adam, um, I was so desperate to validate myself that I was lovable that when Adam really said like, that's not a problem. I was like all in, right? I was very like, 
I have a kid. Even when we first started dating, I was very intense already. I'm already intense, right? I yeah. feel so bad. I look back, I'm like, that poor man. I can't believe he married me. Um, <laughs> but it was like, I have a kid. I'm not doing this for fun. You know, of course it wasn't like it. But it was like very like, what are we? What are we? Pressure, what are we? What pressure are we? out the gate. <laughs> yep. yep. This poor yep. man. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? I said, I love yep. you first. He took much longer to say it to me. Um, I mean, I knew. But he, he took long. <laughs> It took longer to say it. And um, so by the time we got married, like there was no sabotaging. But what I will say, after we were married, I sabotaged us a lot. A lot. And I don't know if it's because I didn't do my due diligence, my own Mm self-work before. I think that's actually, that is what it was. I didn't do the self-work, right? I was so desperate to make sure that I was still desirable. I was still a partner and not desirable, but like a partner. Someone could see me as a partner that I didn't do the work I needed to do to, to know in myself that I was worthy of love, Mm. right? So I didn't feel worthy of love, and I continued when Adam tried to show me love. It was like, you don't love me. You don't Mm. love me, right? So there was a lot of that kind of sabotage, and Adam, you know, it became a conversation. Adam's like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. I'm not going anywhere. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? And I had to stop and realize, like, this is a me thing. This isn't a us thing. Nothing he's doing is showing he is the most loyal, just amazing man. And I'm pushing him away because I don't trust it. Because I need someone. He was pushing my own self, like, um, just the way I felt about myself, right? Yeah, We're self-deprecation. Right. We're comfortable putting ourselves in situations that validate what we already think or feel about Mm -hmm. ourselves. Mm -hmm. So that Adam was making me feel differently than I had felt. It was like, this Uh, isn't right. This isn't right. I don't, I don't being truly vulnerable. I'm not comfortable with that. This isn't right. I don't, I, what's wrong. He's, he's not going to stay. This isn't real. It doesn't Mm. stay. I'm not lovable. I'm not worthy. That's what I was doing in my head. Now that's not what I was thinking, right? I'm just like, something's off. (laughs) (laughs) And it took me a while to realize like, oh, I'm off. (laughs) I need medication, right? No, but right, I need to do my own work. Mm -hmm. Because it's it's abnormal for anybody who's a type A to display anything outwardly other than confidence. Yes. Mm. Which is so funny. Weakness weakness doesn't exist. Yes. Oh my goodness. It's so true. And I do feel that... It's, it's like that overachieving that. thing, right? I needed to hear that. Yeah. It's the overachieving that. thing yeah. because you're a high achiever. Everything's a goal. Yes. Yeah. And people mm. see that and they're like, oh, they're confident. And when I, I, people say like, wow. oh, you're such a confident person, I'm like, wow. I am the most insecure human yeah. being you're ever going to meet. I am yeah. second guessing myself all the time. No one likes me. Yeah. I'm legitimately always like, no one likes me. No one I, I'm not likable. I'm not. Yeah. It's a. It's an actual thing, um, wow. but it's fake, right? It's a. It's a. I'm way more comfortable with with someone not seeing who I really am and being able to say like, "Oh, she's really driven," yeah. right? Like that's. I'm comfortable with that. If someone says like, "Oh, she's really um, vulnerable," or she's she's really sensitive, that makes me uncomfortable. 
uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't like yeah. it. <laughs> wow, that's that man. All right, I'll let you care. I'll let you do your thing right now. No, no, I, you got a question. Like, like for you with your personality type and really unpacking the person you are inside towards the person you want to exude. Where do you meet in the middle? I mean, I'm still learning. Okay. Okay. I'm still learning. I think okay. that I am way more um, comfortable. My thing is, if you judge me and you don't like me because I'm whatever, whatever I'm putting up front, in my mind, I'm like, that's fine because that's not who I am. So mm. they don't have to like me because that's not who I am and whatever. I'm not hurt. It's a defense mechanism, So right? you get it's, to choose whatever... Yes. What, okay. I'm right. choosing okay. the outcome okay. before it okay. even happens. Okay. Do you feel like you do that too as a type A? Like I'm um, choosing. I, I feel like, nah, I'm probably a little worse than that one because I don't care about the outcome mm-hmm. that's outside mm-hmm. of what I've yeah, already that's put Marcus. together. Yeah. That's but true. you put it I've, together. I've never yeah. walked into a room and worried about if they'll like me. Never. Yeah, never. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. not for me yeah. an arrogance thing, but I'm going to give you who I am. And that's it. Mm. 100%. Yeah. I mean, you'll, you'll walk away from every interaction. You may be confused because you'll be like, man, is he really that serious? Yeah. Or is he really that? Yeah. Is he mean? Or is, yeah. I'm not mean, but something's a background base, right? Yeah. Light skinned kid growing up in Baltimore City. Like you can't, yeah. You're not smiling a lot. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know what I mean? You walk into school, you know what I mean? Dudes might touch you. You're not walking yeah. around happy go lucky. Yeah. Mm. I mean, people Dang. arguing and fussing in front of your house. You didn't have nothing to laugh about on a day to day basis. Dang man, your 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 household plus your personality type. You really had to beat the odds. Yeah, to be who you are today. Yeah, mm-hmm. for real. And I've never been confused by Marcus personally. I've never been confused because he always gives it to you straight. Well, I I've, never... I've been so I've been so. I communicate like my communication sucks. Obviously, I'm a guy to a degree. It does suck. Hey. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. I know myself. I can speak on myself. My communication sucks. But for 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 like Marcus, for instance, what I what I can understand is you always knew where he stood. Sometimes I've had to validate my standing in my relationship, but. Somebody has his personality type, he automatically comes in. This dude's got every agenda is already calculated. Mine, I just walk in free. I need validation when I walk into a room. That's yeah, just my personality I type. I need validation. I agree. You got to see me. That's why I might try to do something to stand mm. out. You're going to have to notice me, but him, he doesn't need that. That's our personality differences. So then in your relationship, do you need that same, like, validation? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And have you, like, how did, did Shauna know that <clears throat> she met you? Like, she met you and she knew that that's the kind of person you were? Or was that something you had to, like, work through? Like, I mean, the the emotional side of me and the the self-worth side had to really, like, I had to meet how I felt about myself as a person, as a man, to really know where I stand on a lot of things. My wife would say, yeah, when you talk, you don't give me definitive, you don't give me a a definitive like aura. You give me an uncertain aura. So I need you to be more definitive. Mm 
So then I had to challenge though sometimes the way I feel in generic circumstances to be more straight up because that's what she, that's how she registers things as to her personality type. So I always I always wanted validation and she's like I I don't got nothing for you. I can't give it to you. Mm. That's not what I'm that's not how I was raised. So you're going to have to basically she told me without telling me you got to get that for yourself. That's on you. Yeah. That's on you. Yeah. Mm. yeah I can't that's, I can't see, expect that of her. That's not in your situation, yeah. you probably no, you can't. Right. 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 S- specifically right. you. Right. 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 So we talked about this on the last one for men, the importance of ego boosting. Mm. Mm. Do you think that's mm. real, James? For a man, for ego it boosting? It is. I think you got to get it. Yeah. Man, I got to get it on my own now. I think That's my change. But I don't think you can get it on that's, your own. That's my change, bro. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't think you can get it on your own. I, that's my change. That's my change. We got the same person. Me and you, whatever type we are, <laughs> I don't think B or C, James. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I'm siding with if, us if, right if now. If you're like me, you can't get it on your own. Yeah. I, I don't think you, yeah. you... You cannot get yeah. it on your own. You have to be valid. Because there's a, there's a thin line between ego boosting and arrogance. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm not, I'm not asking to be made to feel like I'm something that I'm not. But just, we need validation for who we are. Our personality even, type... Even if it's not their love language or their type. We lack consistency. That's our problem. I, I think that's our whatever type we are. Let me learn these types. But we lack consistency. In what way? We're not consistent. With what? We're not consistent. If we if we dealing well, you see, that's the thing. Maybe your wife's not an A. My wife's yeah, an A. His wife She's isn't not. A. So my wife is training <laughs> me. My wife is constantly training me to be like her without her realizing it. So You what, accept that? Of course. It's a better way. It's a better way to live. But it's not you. Look, I'm gonna tell you right now. I can't I can't tell you enough times that I look at A every day and watch her carry out her responsibilities. She might be breaking her back, but she's not gonna fail. I wanna be like I was that. Say, I was gonna say that's what is he's finding value yeah. in his deficiency. Yeah. His weakness. Yeah, man. Then understood. Then understood. Yeah, I got okay. I got to. That's awesome. Yeah. I got to. Because He's a procrastinator. Yeah. Uh, I am too. Dude, I got here early today. I haven't been late to a show because I'm like, yo, I'm dealing with this guy here. He left three hours early. (laughs) This guy here. He took the hard deck conversation we had. Yeah, but, but, okay, it happens in all aspects of my life. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let somebody shortchange me anymore (laughs) because of something that is automatic to them. Let me just do what I got to do to make it so I'm showing up when I'm supposed to and perform when I'm supposed to. I get to earn that. So that's that's where I'm trying to help Let's you to see. Let's meet in the middle. What homegirls say? Why can't we just meet in the middle? Yeah. Because even if I'm married to an A, we got to meet somewhere between A and B. We got to create another letter. We do. Well, we do. to be fair, it's working for them. That's yeah. the thing that's oh, so yeah, incredible. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, yeah, it's yeah, working yeah, for them. Yeah, yeah. And I think Let's that's, make that clear. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that's beautiful. Yeah. That it works. Yeah. is yeah. very special. And specific to you, that makes yeah. you very yeah. special yeah. because I yeah. can tell you, my husband is n- yeah. <laughs> will never be like I want to be like you. Yeah. I want to no. Yeah, he's I like want- that. That's good for you. You're good at that, and I'm good at this, and we'll we'll make up for each other's deficiencies because that yeah. is yeah. When so you see somebody special. excel, but I like when that. you see that's somebody excel. Yeah, somebody's excelling at something. 
Why wouldn't you want to be like that? Not so, everyone feels that way. So, so you're excelling so, though. So I so like I, excelling. I, th- I think there's balance to be had though, because there is strength in what you have, even though some of that. I'm may, not saying it's not. No, I get it. Even though some of that may include procrastination. Right. So all of us are married here, right? So how many times have you had to say? you know what, babe, this is just one of those where we're going to find enjoyment and what's your strength in this situation, and then we're just going to use my strength when the other thing come up. But, you know, you conforming is perfect because I'm pretty sure that she is too with certain things. Absolutely. So th- that's what I mean. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. If both of us are conforming despite our types yeah. that we are, beautiful marriage Marriages will end when one person is conforming. Period. Both, got to. Both people got to conform. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're the only one conforming, that marriage not going to last long. Yeah. yeah. Period. It yeah. won't. Nobody can sit here and tell me today there's two people who are married where only one of them conforms and it's working. Period. So, Marcus, you said something. I'm curious. What does ego boosting look like for a man? Because I don't know. You know, I... Adam isn't particularly one of those people that's like, I need you to build me up, right? So I'm curious, what does a man need to hear? What boosts a man's ego? Be careful with that. Why? I say be careful with that because he just hasn't told you. Well, so 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 in in the sense of not, oh, well, it's something he's not sharing with his wife, who's his mate. Maybe I'm doing what he needs or maybe not. Yes, that or, (laughs) or... you can come to terms with the fact of what it is and still love the person. There's a quality that you may not appreciate about your mate and you got qualities that they may not appreciate about you, but it still works because in their eyes, I can deal with this if this person's doing this. Right. I, right. I, um, there's a balance from my, I can speak of myself. Like I want perfection, I think, when it comes to ego boosting because I want to be able to be on my game, but also for you to notice it and hype me up too. I want you to be like, all right, you're on point. You look good. You smell good. That's my man right there. Oh, oh I'm hunting the for that. Okay. You know, I'm I, okay. So, but but I got to be on my game. Right. That's the part of my personality type that I'm like, dang, okay, like I want her. I don't. I mean, don't lie to me. That's the ego boost. Right. Don't lie to me. Tell yeah. me to tell me what you actually see. But there's an art. To talking to a man when you see when you see all right he got a little pudge he need to tighten that chest up but i do see him do some things that i do like to really give him that little push so he can make it over that hump like but in the in the other side from the man's perspective we're supposed to be doing this for ourselves yeah not for somebody else to validate us like if i want to have a six-pack let me eat right and work out to get what I want. Mm-hmm. Not let her tell me, oh, baby, you're doing good. Good job in the gym today. Like, that's, helps, that's the big one. Throw up, you know? Because <laughs> I'm fighting I'm fighting I what I you. thought. No, I'm saying I fight what I... Right, right, right. Y'all crazy. You're crazy, bro. I don't believe it. You're crazy. I think that... You're listen, crazy. Bro. Do it for you. No, listen. You just don't want to be patronized. Yeah, do listen, it for oh, you. Oh, yeah, I don't want to be patronized. I don't want to be, like, sunned. Like, oh, good job, Jay. Like, no one wants that. I'm not. No one wants that. But I'm saying it's a motivating factor, right? 
So like, say you do want a six pack and you know that your wife would like to see you with a six pack, maybe. Right. My wife told me she's not interested in a six pack. Not at all. I mean, we got like a thousand kids. We got responsibilities. Who cares? What do you want a six pack? No, not really. I'm good. I just want to be in shape. I don't need a six pack to be in shape. I, I don't care. It's not my thing. I just want to be in shape. But I'm saying, I'm speaking to have your wife be, to have your wife be. I knew where it was coming from. I knew. I miss them days. I know. See, once once again, the sweat go that the sweat jump over the the which sweat jump over which I knew. Sion was unearthing away that he was feeling, (laughs) and it was manifesting itself in these 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 comments. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, it's it's my personal thing, and I just think every man should want. To have a level of confidence where whether their ego, I mean, ideally, whether their ego boost or not, you should have enough confidence in yourself. And we talked about that, but we're lacking that. Right? We're here. Right? Lacking what? The confidence. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. But it's not because of what they're not doing. It's us. Right. Our, That's our, what I'm getting at. Our personality type. It's yeah. us. Yeah. It it's can our go pers- both ways. Cause the... It's our personality type. Yeah. To a degree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it just says. Yeah, yeah. So like the ego boost, like we're talking about that, right? You you know what's up when your man put on cologne when he come to bed, and he ain't <laughs> never put on cologne when yeah. he come to bed. Before. Yeah, you know what time it is. Yeah. She's up. I'm putting he, on cologne he, every night. He know he you know he just bought a new cologne. He wants you to acknowledge it. Yeah. I don't care if it's old. Yeah. I want her to smell it. Wow. Yeah. Huh? I don't say? care if I wore it the night before. I'm putting it on. I'm doing it with the intent to smell good for you. That's an ego boost. That's an ego boost. Like, okay, cool yeah. then. I mean, shoot. Yeah. I don't want her to act like it's I regular. Guess, I guess what I'm fighting for, and I don't want to take away, like, really what I'm fighting for, this is like my own little thing. Like, get your, my man, get your self-worth up. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I want. Yeah. I think everybody deserves to have their self-worth risen to the standard. You look in the mirror and you appreciate what you see. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? Work at work at the things you want for yourself. Mm-hmm. She, I, I just feel like the mate's gonna follow when she see you're really driven to do something you want to do for mm-hmm. yourself. I think they're automatically gonna boost that action that they see you display consistently. I agree. I agree. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah, there's some truth to that. Yeah, yeah. there is. There's, there's Let's actually. switch gears a little bit, right? Let's talk about Let's something a little. A little sticky. We're going to step in this one. All right. We're going to get this one to you, Megan. Oh. All right. Especially being an A type. Do you find the struggle with submission? Whether it's now or when you first got married, do you find do you find that a struggle with being an A type? And also, whether it's with your girlfriends or whatever, do you see that struggle of following that hit ship? Especially when it's decisions that are being made that you like. I don't agree with that. You talked about this on part one. You killed her. And you I really, no, I really thought I about it's, it. It's whatever she no, that's, no. A, that's a good question. And how I really felt about it. Yes, I struggle with not being the one to make the decision because to me, I think fast. Um, I am fast on my feet and I can work through a situation fairly quickly to come to a decision that I think is the smartest, Mm -hmm. right? But that's not my place. Um, I will say 
I watched an interview and the wife said, he's made it so easy for me to love him and to love my children. And so as Adam has developed as a man and in showing love to me and respecting me, I, yes, it's hard, Mm -hmm. but I think that Adam is learning to work within the, like work with my personality um, so that there are very few things where I am so against. He does come to me and say, what do you, what do you think about this? Um, There are very few times where he makes a decision and I'm so against it um, that I'm, I, like I can't even think of a time where I felt really upset that we were making a decision that was against mine. Um, again, I think it's a lot of like my own inside work where mm-hmm. even if I'm like, hey, we were supposed to, in my head, I'm like, we were supposed to take that turn and we're going to be late now because we're going the wrong direction. Instead of being like, where are you going? Which is like, what is the point? What is the point of arguing? It's not worth it. No one's trying. He's not trying to lord his headship over me. And he never has. And so when you have a man who loves you and, and wants what's best for you, what does it matter in the long run? Like step away from this one situation. Is it worth it to argue? Is it worth it to not get along? Is it worth it to feel at odds with each other? For me, it's not because I can be in my head all day and be fuming about something. It's not worth it to me. I, it's yeah. exhausting. And so instead it's like, I have gone from like, you were supposed to go there and we're arguing about directions. And then we show up to a spot and we really don't like each other mm-hmm. and it's like okay put on the face and they're like hi yeah, who on the are face. you <laughs> and we hate we're like hating each other mm-hmm. instead I, of that like hey we're gonna be 10 minutes like in my mind i'm yeah. like well we're gonna be 10 minutes i got a late. question for her and that's a, before you go to, and that is an important thing i had to learn i was so big on not faking the funk and making people believe as that it's like if i'm mad i don't care who see right. it's me <laughs> like right. yeah. You don't live with me like I'm me. Like this is how I feel at this time. Right. But it's so important for couples to put on a united front and deal with it behind closed doors. Yes. You don't want to let nobody in. Yes. You can let people in, but understand there's a time and a place for that and there's a certain group of people. No, I agree. No, I agree. Who can deal with your baggage. It's just when you... Appear when you show up to that event. Exactly. Yeah, you got to fake it at the yeah. event. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I mean. Letting nobody in. Yeah. yeah. I want to know, not you, um, but just speak to it. Is it harder for a woman to be submissive if she's the breadwinner? That's a yes. real one. That's a real one. Yes. I. Th- what I mean- about being the breadwinner makes it harder for her? It's not just the money. No. What is it? In in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I could be wrong. But I do think that men are built and are supposed to be the provider. And a woman is supposed to support that arrangement, support her husband in being the provider. And if that means, like, you know, working outside of the home, that's fine, too. But... 
because we're built, we are feminine, we are the feminine, when we're put in a position to take on masculine roles or responsibilities, there's this unnatural balance. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to find that balance. I got right? it. I'm thinking about what you said. I just, because we're speaking general. Sure. Like, let's say he's just, let's say his employment, just the income that he's currently at is below yours. Sure. Is that a does that make a difference if he's making if if somebody's making a little bit less than you? Is it do you still feel that because you make more that it's hard for you to submit, or is it a dollar value? Like where does that dollar value play into how you respond to that? Because somebody can easily make less than you, but handle the mortgage or handle that was some the of the point I was gonna make. Like, yeah. Does it make a difference yeah. if you let's say you make whatever you make and he makes less. But is he still handling the majority of the finances? Does that make a difference? I think I think so. I think that when there's an imbalance in incomes, you know, let's say he makes a third of what you make and you make whatever. If then he is picking up other things like, hey, I don't I don't want to pay. the, I don't even care it, because it's our money. Right. If you just make sure that the bills are paid and you're saving, you're putting away what's supposed to be saved and you figure that out or you're, you know, we have this enormous daycare bill and my income covers everything but the daycare bill and you cover that, then I you know, then I feel supported. I think that there's, you have to find a way to bring it back to that like 50-50, or it has to be a conversation with your spouse. Like, okay, how will you feel most supported? How will, I recognize you're making the money. How, How will you feel supported in that endeavor? And I'm like, take care of the daycare bill or take care of the mortgage. Then as long as she's honest with herself and that makes her feel like, okay, he's really contributing what he can and we're, you know, together on this, then yeah. But it it does warrant a conversation, right? Because women, for me, it's like I work outside of the home, so, but I'm still the wife, I'm still the mom, so I still cook, I still clean, I still do bath time, I still fold the laundry, Right. I do the meal planning because to me, that's what a woman looks like. That's what a wife looks like. Now, is my expectation oh, you of myself. Stepped in it now, man. You oh, just, oh, is my expectation. Not for me. You didn't step in it for me. Yeah. But the generations that we're dealing with now was yeah. like what you said was archaic. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to and hear those like, comments. I, uh, someone's telling call, me a woman. Now someone's well, going to call me and say, well, I, I need don't to make but, the money but, and do all this? But to be fair, I recognize that I am a type A and that my expectation for myself is very high. It's not because Adam said, you need to cook and you need to clean and you need to. He didn't do that. I did that to me. And if I'm not okay with it, Adam is constantly like, sit down, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sit down. It's Mm -hmm. fine. It doesn't have to happen right now, or I will help you. Mm -hmm. I can't right now, but I will help you, you know, in an hour and we'll Mm -hmm. do this together. But for me, 
I am putting myself in a position. Like I can't be mad at him or anybody else that that things aren't done the way that I want them because I recognize that I may be unreasonable. I know that I'm high functioning and I know that I push myself, um, you know, for, I think this is a super important, and I think we'll talk about this later, but like with Adam, he can say, I've worked as hard as I could and I'm done. Emotionally, physically, I'm done. I need a break. For me, I'm like, push myself, push, 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 push. I don't, how do I know in my mind, how do I know my limits unless I've reached it? Mm. Right. So I'm going to push, push, push. And if I can do it, right. If I can do it, it means that limit, I haven't reached my limit. Right. And Adam thinks that's just insanity. He's like, sit down and I cannot relax. I'm like, I can't relax until this is done. So recognize that for me, It's almost like therapeutic to cook and to to get things yeah. in order because it it makes me feel calm. It makes me feel relaxed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh-huh. it's only unfair if I were to say, "Hey, I'm," and this isn't the case, but hey, Shout I'm making the all the money, A's. so I shouldn't have to do this, yeah. right? Like that's not what's happening. Yeah. And I think some women feel that way, but it deserves it warrants a conversation between spouses because. I, that's emasculating for a man. And nobody really, Virginia talked about this. Nobody wants to be the man. I'm a woman. I want to be feminine. I want to be the feminine. I want to yield technically. And so to take that away from my husband, I, that's not, it's not what I want, right? Bigger picture. That's not what I want. I don't want to be the mom. I don't want to be his mom, right? That's not, that's not sexy. Yeah. No one wants that. A type A in those situations go to the ultimate in whatever role, whether it's mm-hmm. financial or whatever. They just go to the ultimate extreme. Me and Marcus, this was a conversation before the recent one we had. It's just funny. I told Sean it. It was so funny. I was like, yeah, Marcus said he was, uh, I think he was like racing a friend. Or something, right? He said he was racing a friend. This is his personality type. He's like, I'd rather die than lose. <laughs> I'm like, like, how reasonable is that? Like, you'd rather die than lose? He'd rather die than lose. If I'm not going to win, I'll be like, I lost. But his personality type, he'd rather die than lose. So the drive of your mate, you have to like respect it and have yeah. it in its proper place. Yes. You have to respect the Absolutely. drive. Absolutely. You have because I I'll be the first. I cannot compete. Me and my wife, there's no competition. We cannot compete. Yeah. Her drive and when she's locked in, I've seen her do amazing things. I promise you I have. But I couldn't compete. I I wouldn't because when it comes to her determination to do something in mind, she would always win. Mm-hmm. She would always win. Her determination stronger. Yeah. You know, so I have to, I could sit with that. I yeah. could sit with that. But yeah. not everybody can. No. I know I couldn't. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah. we would compete all day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can you imagine two A's? Ugh. It doesn't exist. It doesn't no. exist. No. Yeah. 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 It can't it's happen. not pleasant. There would be no love. There couldn't. No. No, it's be, competition. Might be now, a lot of money. Now, they would be very successful. Yeah, a lot Absolutely. of money. Yeah, they'd be very A lot of money. Which, yeah. they, those couples exist. Yeah, they do. Those couples exist. They I'd do. say they was happy. They exist. <laughs> they do a lot of money. Yeah. yeah a lot of money, because they ain't stopping. Yeah. 
Like how much you how much you got in that? How much you closed that for? I right, watch. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. We talked about this a little bit too earlier, right? When we talked about arguments and disagreements. We see, and this is more of the women, right? Is it fair? And why does this happen so much? And maybe you don't do it, Megan. The women shut down, especially in forms of intimacy. And we're not just talking about physical. When they don't get their way. Yeah. Why is that the trump card? Because here's the reality for men when we don't get our way, right? And now if mm-hmm. we're talking about our roles. Mm-hmm. If I don't get my way, I can't not pay the mortgage. If I don't get my way, I can't not pay the gas and electric. If I don't get my way, I can't not be your protector. Right. What, what What's going on with that? I think that people make the mistake of not recognizing their own accountability. I think that... We, when we're triggered, I mean, I do, I struggle not to shut down when I'm triggered because I'm just like, because I'm so uncomfortable being vulnerable that if I ask for something and I am, and you don't hear me or you're not listening, it's not that you're, it has nothing to do with you. I feel unloved or I feel rejected more, which is... I feel rejected, which goes back to like, it's validating everything I think about myself. I'm not good enough. I, I'm not important enough, right? Do you even feel that way, just really quick, do you even feel yeah. that way if you get a logical reason, explanation as to why? Yes. Wow. Yes. Because if I really want something, I think I've thought about it. I have this strong desire for it. And I'm going to be completely honest. I love tattoos. I think I love them. I think they're a great form of self-expression, right? I, right. I, I want right. lots. Right. And um, when I was young, I got one. And uh, so then, and I always, I got it knowing I wanted more. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I met Adam and I married him. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm going to add to this piece. Yeah. And he's like, well, I mean, you had it before I met you, so I can't judge you for that, but I don't like tattoos. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yes, but what I have now has no meaning because yeah. I had always in, planned on doing this yeah. thing, right? And, uh, you know, he gave me this very logical, you know, explanation as yeah. to why this was not something that he felt wasn't going to work for him. And right. I'm the head of the household, right? Yeah. So... Is your body really yours? And let mm. me tell mm. you, ooh, it was ugly. I, and and I still, I like, I think back to it. it I'm still, get, I'm getting heated now. Yeah. You're talking yeah. about it, yeah. like, yeah. makes me mad. Make you boil. And we're gonna talk about that too, because we, we we got on the topic responsibility and authority over yeah. your wife. Right. Yeah. That's a real thing. Yeah. And I yeah. so yeah. I listen, <laughs> I agree. Face, I know. know he's being logical. I yeah. he does make sense. Yeah. He is right. It doesn't mean I don't want it. Yeah. yeah. Right? So listen, when when you're in that position and the truth is, you have authority over our body. Now we have authority over yours, right? Like if I need something, yeah. Yeah. I we both have to. Control. Right, it's reciprocal, yeah. right? Yeah. But um, 
it is definitely I don't think something. that's a problem for most men. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, take, she made it seem like a very stressful thing. Right. Take, <laughs> take me, honey. Take yeah. me. Like, yeah. you, can, you can borderline treat me the way you want to treat me. And every, you know, it's, <laughs> take me now. How about it? How about it? Only one of us is going to be shocked by the end of this. You're going to say he didn't say mercy yet? Like, <laughs> safe word or nothing. I promise you that. But for a woman, it's so much more uh, like that emotional when when you're attached to an idea or something and you're shut down, the emotional toll that takes, it's it's it is I don't know. I it happens, right? It's not right. I knew even when I was like turning yeah. over in bed, right? Yeah. And we had agreed. Like he's we literally, like, he was so loving. He was wonderful. It didn't matter. I was pissed. And I would turn over and Ben, and he's like, I saw it. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I, I, I can't tell you why. It happens. Is it fair? No. And I knew in that moment I was not being fair. But it was detaching myself from this selfish, like, it isn't about me. It's about us. And if it affects us. Right, if that was going to negatively affect us and our family, then, and he's, and I know he loves his children. I know he loves me, mm-hmm. and so reminding myself of that. But it took some time. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie; like yeah. it was, mm-hmm. I was ugly. But I will tell you, we know, we know what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, we know what we're doing, and yeah. I think that it takes some like, <laughs> all right, as long as you know you've been fair and you've done your due diligence mm-hmm. and you're giving her voice he let me talk he let me explain myself and why and and then he gave me his and he knew from the start what his decision was gonna be right but I tried to convince him and I guess maybe I thought I was going to in that moment um looking back but um when it came down to it it was just like he made the right decision he loves me he loves his children I was heard Knock it off. Chill out. Yeah. In the bigger picture, what does yeah. it matter? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Do you think that a lot of women understand truly that men express themselves to their wife through intimacy? Again, not just about the physical act of sex. I'll give you a prime example. There are plenty of random times, probably almost on an everyday basis, where I just hug my wife. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, a, it's an intimate hug. It ain't right. a buddy-buddy no, hug. No, no, right. But physical touch, even just any sort of. Do you think women, when they shut down like that, do you think they really understand what they're doing to their husband and how we how we're geared hormonally? Um, No, I will say in those times, it's not about you. It's about us. Um, And even you saying that, like, makes my heart sink a little bit because it isn't. Like I think about what I did to Adam. He was loving. He did everything right. And I and I didn't reward him for that. And he should have been rewarded for doing exactly what I needed, which was let me be heard, tell me what you think, and then let's come to, you know, an understanding. Even if it's not agreement, understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I don't think we're we're not really thinking, at least for me, I'm not really thinking about him and what I'm doing to you. And it's so damaging because we're always looking for connection. That's yeah. 
Yeah. I, the yeah. the biggest that's that's what life is. That's especially yeah. what marriage is. Yeah. Is a connection where when I reveal something to you or I have a intimate conversation with you or something that's really you know, hard for yeah. me to express. I've done that. I'm looking for connection yeah. and validation, yeah. right? Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. I'm sorry you feel that way. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry you had that experience, right? And so in doing and not creating that connection, I could have created a connection there. Like mm-hmm. we had this argument. We did. You did yeah. everything right. Yeah. And now let's connect mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. show, reward that yeah. because that's what I want, right? We're yeah. supposed to be mirroring what we like. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't think women are really thinking about you yeah. <laughs> when we're, yeah. or what we're yeah. doing to so, you, yeah. right? Yeah. Because yeah. it's we're shutting yeah. you down. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's, a, it's a break in connection. Yeah. You let, I mean, you'll, you, sometimes when you don't receive what you're giving and like it really makes you feel empty. Oof. Oof. It really That's, does. It, it really makes does. sense. That's but, heartbreaking. But, yeah, but to you may not realize that that's what you're doing. Right. Or if I keep no. expressing and you still don't, all right, okay. I can't get this anywhere else. Let me get it into your head. I'm here to be with you. I, I do not want to receive this little bit of the whole pie mm-hmm. somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I want to be in here with you. Let me knock it into your head that this little bit's really what I want. Yeah. You can, the whole pie is great, but this is what I, this is the area of our relationship, our intimacy level that I really need. Yeah. Are you going to pay attention and do something about it? Yeah. Or are you going to just keep thinking it's not as important to what you want to show? Right. Mm. I think it's important for men to realize too. It's not, we're not punishing you. It's, and realize like this is about her and not feel rejected in that, in that moment or in that time where she's maybe withholding. Now, is it fair? No, but is, is life fair? No, it's not. (laughs) Right. That's the thing. Life is not fair. So she went there. Megan, come on now. We turn it so come on now. It's life like is not it's like fair. A child, like this life, discipline is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt yeah, you. Yeah, life no, is not. not fair. <laughs> no, so, it's not. But so, it's not because we both we're sitting here having a conversation because we both got yeah. rejected. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. No matter who got it first, but we yeah. both got rejected. Yeah. Now exactly. we both got to take the punch on the chin. Yeah, exactly. So listen, yeah. that's about yeah. Adam had to step back and say. She's doing her thing. She's got to work through her process. And of course I came around and I'm fine, but right. Like that's about Megan. That's her. I know in my own, I know that I did what was right. Mm -hmm. And I know that I Mm -hmm. was loving in that communication and she's not rejecting me. Let me give her some time. Right. But it, yeah. Right, process in the whole situation. Yeah. Right, because yeah. I think the other thing that happens is I'm withholding from you. Now you're yeah. withholding from me. Yeah. And then there's this like snowball effect. Yeah. And then nobody's talking and everybody, we're resenting each other because yep. we're not yeah. having any conver- real conversations. And resentment is the death of a marriage. Yeah. Right. It, because when you get to a certain point, like you can't fix 10 years worth yeah. of resentment. No. I You're know. done. Yeah. You're done. Who gets to, like, who chooses to read the room first? Is it the person that first realizes, like, dang, I didn't support what they wanted? Like, who reads the room first? Because I think women emotionally, 
the one who's the one who's in trouble. Okay. Got it. Okay. <laughs> I just the want to Yeah. Well, well, but in like my situation, who's in trouble? You no both, one. You both had valid. Well, yeah. who's who's yeah. logically nobody's in trouble, right? <laughs> who do you? Reality. Yeah. I can yeah. tell you who's in trouble was Adam. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's just the default. Now, here's what happens. Yeah. That's funny sometimes. Sometimes when, with women, they'll be like, you know what? I was wrong. And then you get the unusual conversation come up. You know, um, it's been silent for six hours. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, we, um, you don't want nothing to eat. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. We're breaking ice. What you doing yeah. on the 23rd of right, May? Right. It's February. <laughs> what are you talking about? What am I doing the twenty third yeah. of May? Like, what do you? Yeah, why, that's their way. Why, why Your you stalled? You want to address? That's, that's, yeah. that's, that's, way, that's that. their way of breaking the ice. You don't yeah. care about why, none why, of that. Why are you stalling to with the, the <laughs> foolishness that, that has just occurred? Yeah, like, you don't care about none of that, right? And the expectation is that, that we've already processed it and we're able to move on. Yeah. So we tell her what we're doing the twenty third of May. Right, babe, I don't, I don't have I, anything. I'll be hurt, yo. Yeah. I'll be hurt. I'll be hurt. I'll be hurt. If she's not going back to what I said I needed, and you're talking about it, what are we doing in three months? I'm hurt. How, do you I didn't bring get it what up? I, do you oh, bring that up? Are you like, yes, actually, Shauna, I'm hurt. Can we talk about what just happened? I mean, not in those words. But. I'm like, dang, like, come on now. Because it's, 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 it's taboo you know, for men to talk about this. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. can. Yeah, that's, yeah, we hence, know. hence the stigma. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like the whole foundation yeah. of this. Like is that you got to swallow whatever like disappointment you had to then move to the next. But it's like I need to go back to this. Yeah, we need to figure out a way that we both can address the deficiency here that I felt, not what you felt because you probably mm. didn't think it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's a deficiency right. that I did not get the satisfaction I need to move forward. So that you're right. That's I think you that, circle back around the when the time is right. I think you circle back around. I think in another two or three days when y'all having a great time, I think you circle back. So, every, so how does the communication between them three days? How's the communication? How's the communication in the meantime? Three days? I'll be one word answer. Yeah, me is no good. <laughs> y'all do that? <laughs> what? It's, it's no way you're going to make one me word feel answer. a certain way and then one I'm word going answer. to move on like yeah. everything is all good. Yeah. Nope. Oh no! I, mean, I, this, I don't. I don't. I don't yeah. move on. I gotta if, talk. If you get withheld listen, from wife, something you want, you're not. I'm not gonna be friendly. To listen, you. she'd be ready to go to bed. I'd be like, Nah, we're talking. We're talking. Yeah. I can't do it. I'm not going three days. Yeah. I'm not going three days without us coming to an understanding. That's growth. It. I wasn't like that. At I'm first. not doing it. Listen, listen. One time it was bad enough. We were at odds. I was at work. I left work. To come, I called my boss and said, I got to go home. Yeah, I got to take care of something. Just, just so I could go talk. Oof. So yeah. I could sit in front of her because I'm sick of talking on the phone and I'm not yeah. text messaging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I drove home from Virginia and sat in her mm. face until we figured it out. Yeah. There's, there's... I'm not moving on. It, for, for what? We're going to be together forever. What the heck are we moving on for? Let's figure yeah. this out now. Yeah. At all costs. If I'm late, I'm just late somewhere. We got to talk it out. So yeah. let, let me ask everybody this question. I get you. Right? I get you. Got to, man. What is your best and most toxic relationship quality? Oh, can I go first? Go ahead. So this is my perspective. 
she might answer differently, but you're asking me. Yeah. yeah so me. you're saying my best relationship quality? And your most toxic. I would say my best one is my attention to her emotional space and what she needs. I will, I will rest my hat on that. Okay. I will rest my hat on that. I don't doubt that at all. I do not doubt my skill to do that at okay. all. At all. On my worst day. Um, my worst relationship deal. Can I give a two part answer? Can I give one from earlier on in my marriage and one now? Go ahead. Earlier in my marriage, I was completely non-confrontational, but to a fault. Mm. I was the epitome of, oh my God, that bad thing is happening. Let me just look over here. And she's like, Jay, something bad's happening. I'm like, no, it's not. (laughs) Nothing Uh bad's happening. This is perfect. Okay? Uh Stop saying that. We're good. No, but we need to talk about this. What? It's perfect. You're just being non-confrontational because you don't want to talk about it. Because I felt that any issue in the marriage was a condemnation of the marriage. And it wasn't. But in my mind, it was. If she's dissatisfied with something that I'm doing or not doing, the marriage is going to be over. We're not going to last. We're not going to last. So I'm not getting in an argument with you. Because then the marriage is over. Didn't you hear what happened to so-and-so? They argued all the time. We're having one argument, but this is like 10 and one. So I'm not having this argument because we're perfect and we're good. Terrible trait because then you'll get to address actual things that you need to address. My worst one now, my worst one now is that it still takes me some time not to react to things through emotion And some of that is because not only is it us now, but we have children. All of you guys have children. Have you ever been in a conversation with your spouse and the kids are not asleep yet? And you're in the heat of that discussion, albeit not violently or anything crazy, but you're talking. And then a child needs your attention. You look at that child like they are like... You want to? Oh do, my you God! Throw Can you please? Possible. I need you to just understand, but they don't, and you don't explain it to them. But it's like, oh my goodness, in this moment. So then you react irrationally because you just feel like you need to get something off. Like, man, you know what? You don't make no sense anyway. But you know, the kid is here now. Yeah. Let me talk to the kid. Yeah. I'll get. I'll get back to you later. And I'm. I'm looking for every opportunity to get the conversation started again, like a madman. Because at the end of the day, I still hate confrontation. But I understand that for us to have a healthy relationship, we got to talk about stuff. We got to talk about stuff. So that that's where I'm at. So let me ask you this question, Megan. Fine. We're going to wrap it up here. All right. What is your biggest fear in relationships? <clears throat> You're going to bring us home on this one. I know. Um, You know, we've been married for 12 years. We have two children. He's raised my daughter. So we have three children. Effectively, we have three children. And I still am waiting for the other shoe to drop. Specifically, like, when things are great, right? We're communicating well. Even when we disagree, we're having good conversations about them. Um, 
I am afraid that it's not real, that I'm actually not lovable and that he's going to find out one day that I don't deserve the things that I have and going to leave, which is inside work, right? Mm -hmm. Inside work. That's real. I'll tell you what, I enjoyed this conversation today and uh, I think we got to do it again. I don't know with who. I don't know if Megan's willing to come back. (laughs) (laughs) I think we shed some good light on some things and we're going to close it out. But I definitely think we unlocked a lot here. Unlocked it. And it was it was a little uncomfortable. It was vulnerable, but it was real. And I know everybody here learned some things. And I hope everybody watching. I hope everybody listening. I hope y'all learn some things. Whatever it is that you fail in your relationship, get it on the table. Get it on the table. Talk about it. Be willing to be uncomfortable. Be willing to be imperfect. Be willing to be vulnerable. If you're not, leave. It ain't, re- it ain't real. Leave. It ain't real. Top, take us out of here. And I want to. And wanna, before we close, I also want to say that our whole situation here is the stigma room, but the focus is on the unlocking part. And you can't unlock something that's locked without a corresponding action. You can't just look at it. You can't just be in a moment and feel your way out of it. You can't do that. We can't emotion ourselves or logic ourselves to unlock something. I just learned something today that the heart is the only thing that you cannot open from the outside. You can't truly unlock how a person feels from the outside and work your way in. You got to start from somewhere deep down in that heart and then work your way out. So when we talk about stigmas and we talk about unlocking them, that's what we're doing. We're talking about actions. We're talking about everything, feelings, actions, everything we've ever known, bringing them all into one so that we can produce a desired result. So in line with Marcus's comments, Sion, Megan, I I feel like we all did that today. I really do. And with that, we have the, what episode is this? It's number three. This number three? We got, man, what LeBron say when he first went to Miami? We try and get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We're going to keep doing this thing. And ultimately, it's not only therapy for us, but therapy for all of you in the audience. So we appreciate you all. And this has been the Stigma Room Unlocked, episode three. Yes, sir. Be vulnerable. That's it. Nobody, nobody like you do. I keep doing.